girl let me tell you about your new favorite podcast presented by black women social with your hosts adrian and nairico we'll be discussing various topics centered around our outlook as black women from different walks of life so tune in and don't forget to follow us on instagram at black women social and our website at theblackwomensocial.com Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Girl Let Me Tell You. And um, we're happy to have you back. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Black Women Social and visit our website, www.theblackwomensocial.com. Today we have our favorite guest, <laughs> Jelani is back for Ooh. a part two. I made it to season two. Welcome. Well, how how are you touch. feeling today? How does it feel to be back? Uh, I feel honored. I feel really honored. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to make the cast for season two. Uh, I thought you guys were going to write me out the script, but thankfully, you know, we negotiated and look, I'm back. I'm back. We we couldn't write you out the script. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. I appreciate it. So how's everyone doing today? I'm in a chill mood. Really? What about you, Delaney? <laughs> what? Adrian sound like she just had an edible. I'm in a chill mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super chill. Hey, she got Jill Scott vibes right now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chilling, man. Um, I have my bubble tea, so I'm feeling oh, good. Go. I don't understand what bubble tea actually is, though, to this point. So, actually, this isn't tea. This is coffee. But I put the the bubble, the boba in it, and it's just like tapioca balls but it tastes like gummies yeah i don't know it's really good super good some people aren't into it because of the texture like they're squishy and they kind of pop in your mouth but not really (laughs) do you like gummy bears oh gosh anyway let's 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 move on to the next subject (laughs) disrespect gummy bears like that ever oh my goodness no okay so no one asked me how i'm doing but i'm just gonna tell you how i'm doing (laughs) There was a reason for that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm feeling what? I was just gonna ask you how you were doing. Okay, I'll, okay. <laughs> so Rico, how's everything going with you, dude? Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh-huh. No, I'm doing good. But like, I've been like looking at all these videos on Facebook and in the media about everything going on with like all the riots and. Minneapolis and all that stuff and it kind of and on Instagram like everyone's talking about you know the recent um event that occurred with George Floyd and it's just like for me like seeing that everywhere it's just so like not overwhelming but it kind of like makes my heart feel a little heavy I definitely understand that yeah like, so, I'm definitely in an exhausted type of mood. Like, me and my roommate were talking about that yesterday, uh-huh. about George Floyd, and it's just, like, so tiring. And it's hurtful to see, like, the actual footage of him losing his life, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, just so public. Did you see the video, Delaney? I, I did not watch it. I, uh, I saw the stills, uh-huh. and uh, it, was, it was eerily familiar. Because, like, in New York, that's, like, that's hella regular. Like, that's yeah. regular as hell. You go through the hood, like, that's just how they... You've seen that you. before? Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You see that all the time. You see... Because, like, the, the cops, 
like I guess I guess for New York, in New York, I don't know. It, it's kind of everywhere, but like in New York in particular, because I can speak about it. The when you're in the hood, it's a lot of aggression. Right. They're meeting you with the aggression because they're not gonna wait for you to come with the aggression. So mm-hmm. when the cops come around, it's immediate static. Like it's on site. So when the cops come to to people, it's they're not coming to play. Mm. And what he did in that video, what he did pretty much what they've done historically is an intimidation factor. This the way that the way that we see this and we're like, oh my God, that could be my cousin. They're literally saying to us, this could be your cousin. So stop playing with me. Mm-hmm. Same thing the mob does. Same, mm-hmm. same thing these dudes in the street do. Same thing that El Chapo and his people do, right? They chopping your hand off. They sending it back and saying, yo, play with me again. Right, like uh-huh. this is the message. And I've seen, you know, a lot of things that are saying like uh, the cops are like the biggest gang in America. And like when you sit and think about it, it's like, what do gangs do? What do cops do? Like, <laughs> put it in a Venn diagram, and what's in the middle is going to be more. Uh, it's going to be more in the middle than what's, what's on the sides, yeah. you know. And that's like. Those are the people who are supposed to protect us. And, you know, a lot of people will want to say, like, well, when y'all say, like, fuck 12 and fuck the police and all this stuff, like, what happens when you need them in case of an emergency? And it's like, that's the point. Like, the same people who are harming us and killing us are supposed to be the same people that we're supposed to rely on in times of harm. Like, I'm I'm not comfortable calling you. Like, you might flip the situation and think I'm the perpetrator and not the victim. Because that happens too, you know? Right, yeah. It's just, it's a disgusting feeling, honestly. It really is. I had a chance to watch the video, mm-hmm. and um, it's very heartbreaking, especially, like, knowing that, okay, so this cop has his knee on um, George Floyd's neck, and um, he's yelling, like, I can't breathe. And it's like... He's slowly, like, losing consciousness, and the fact that this cop sees that, and you can hear people telling him that, and he still doesn't, like, move his knee, remove his knee from George's neck is just, like, crazy to me. Like, how could you sit there and let that happen? And that's not even something they learn in training to do. Like, that was an illegal move in the first yeah. place for him to... And for five minutes, like, you had ample amount enough time to put him in handcuffs and put him in a right. car. There was an EMT there. She was, like, off-duty, but she was, like, yelling at them, like, let me check his pulse. Like, you guys need to check his pulse. Like, get off of him. He's mm-hmm. dying. He's losing consciousness. And there was a, like, um, another cop. I think he was, like maybe asian or filipino i don't know but he yeah he was like telling her like back up like don't don't come near because people were actually trying to like go over there and help but like Mm -hmm. they also didn't want to put themselves in a position where like i guess they could have gotten arrested or something like that but yeah there were people there there was an emt there saying like i'm an emt like let me check his pulse blah blah blah. they weren't right they weren't letting it happen there's a um there's this thing about uh, people that defend the police as a whole, like they defend the police as an entire entity, good, bad, or indifferent. Whether they're good or bad, we need them. And they're like, can you imagine being in a high stress situation like that? Do you know how you would react? 
I'd react like a human. I wouldn't react like a cop. I'd react mm-hmm. like a human. Right. And that's the thing that I that I think happens when you I think that happens when you join a gang. I think that happens when you join a group. And it depends obviously depends on the group, but when you join a group with a with a history like that, I think what happens is your humanity diminishes and you become one. Like we are all blue. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's no you. You are you are a you are a robot. So whatever the blue says, you do, period. And I think the people that go into that, I think some people do go, go in with, you know, the intention to clean up their city or be a beacon of hope and actually help. What ends up happening, though, is that you quickly realize that anytime there is power and people, it, there's just nothing you can do. It is going to go bad. It doesn't matter. It, it could have the best of intentions. There were even snitches in the, in the Black Panther movement. Like mm-hmm. anytime there's something going, anytime there's something big like that, you can guarantee that corruption exists. And mm-hmm. it's super depressing. It's super depressing. It's depressing. It hell. is. It's, depressing it's just like, hell. what exactly do we do? Right. Like, what can we do? You riot? I guess that's why there's the riots in Minneapolis. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because my friend messaged me earlier about how she was having the conversation. She's Puerto Rican, by the way. And she was having this conversation with her mom. And, like, her mom was saying that what they're doing isn't right. And she was telling her that, like, this isn't just about this one incident. Like, it is, but it isn't, you know? Like, we've been fighting for over 400 years to be treated equally. And, like, people are tired. And it's just, like, you can literally murder someone on film and get fired, like, that is your consequences, getting fired. Like, we're tired of seeing that because we we get killed for something as simple as a forged check or selling illegal cigarettes or Oscar Grant not paying his, what, train fare. Um, and it's, it's just so crazy because you can literally sit there, Sandra Bland getting pulled over for a speeding ticket and then ending up dead. Like, right. something as it's simple- just crazy to me because you're naming all of those things. But then we have um, white people mm-hmm. who come in and do like shootings, shoot up schools mm-hmm. and all that. And like they get taken into custody peacefully and alive and get taken <laughs> to Burger King. Right. And like we get killed in the streets over like silly stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm it saying? Makes, so like it makes sense. Like if you if you if you if you look at it like. It's it's the same reason why. If a if a dog is in your backyard, you will quickly take that dog to the vet. But if a rat is in your backyard, you you okay executing it. It's the same mm-hmm. reason because they don't right. you don't see them as the same animal. They don't see the same value. They okay. don't see the value. Okay, yeah, but they say that they shoot because they feel threatened or they're scared. But don't you feel threatened by someone who just killed like thirty plus? You people? feel they feel <laughs> they feel. Do, or do they feel bad for no, them? No, they. What I see is that they, you, their threshold for excessive force um, is minimized when it comes to Black lives, only because they have a system that supports it. Right? If you have a system that right. supports you doing it, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. What you gonna do? You gonna fire me for making a mistake? That's fine. That's okay. Like, it's like cons. Sorry, I'm not going to jail. 
right? If I go to jail, I will die. Do you think that's why some of the police just don't care when they kill Black lives? Because they feel like they're not going to go to jail? Definitely because the police um, have this, like, pact. Like, they don't check each other. (laughs) You know, it's like, anything you do, we're going to go ahead and cover that up for you because you're our brother in blue. And we we stand for that above everything else. Like, um, I don't know if you guys have saw the series Seven Seconds on Netflix, but it's literally about, um, it's about cop culture and, like, covering up the murder of this Black boy. And, like, one of the cops, he was like, we should just turn ourselves in, like, just let them know what happened. Because if the truth comes out, like, it's going to be way worse. And I think his other cops wanted to, like, kill him or shut him up. Like, they didn't even, they didn't even want the 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 fact of him trying to tell the truth to come out because they stand above like oh we don't do that like and then like um as you were talking about earlier it's like people already don't see black lives as valuable and like especially so when they do end up killing our brothers and sisters it it can be justified because of all the rhetoric around us that already is like we're violent and we're lazy and we don't follow uh instructions and things like that so then when someone ends up dead it's like oh well you know they attach all those stereotypes to justify a reason why when right. the reality of it is like you just took a human life everybody we don't, you know, sometimes we don't know the full story, but that doesn't mean that you can sit there and take their life. Every, if you believe in justice so bad, then everyone deserves their day in court, you know? Like, this whole, let that happen. This whole idea that you're, all right, let's, let's, you could play the example of, I just watched, uh, what do you call it? Uh, trial, trial by Media. I don't know if y'all watched oh, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. the, in a, not to go all in, in a tangent, but like the one of the, the second episode, this um this sort of dorky nerdy white guy murders these not murders he shoots these um four black teens that were about to rob him right or mm-hmm. allegedly about to rob him i don't know the i wasn't there so they and they had screwdrivers there's reason to believe right they surrounded him they they had they had sharpened screwdrivers in they in their pockets and stuff like that which i know was a thing back then which is mm-hmm. weird that you need to sharpen the screwdriver but whatever <laughs> um <laughs> But the case was that he he shot one of them that was sitting down and he shot him. He said, you don't look hurt and then shot him again. Right. And let's say that they were all those things that he said they were. They were thugs, which is their that's why people favorite word. Um, they were violent. They were lazy. They were all of those things. Why is it that they don't have a chance to be better, right? Once they're that at 16, that's them forever. Mm -hmm. They deserve to die right now at 16. And this whole thing is fear-based. And I I realize that every single thing that happens within human society, whether it be large or big, I went went, large or small. I was like, wait, larger. (laughs) I was like, that sounded weird. (laughs) Whether whether, uh, large or small, has to do with two things, either love or fear. Those are the biggest things. And fear will make you do something like execute four people in front of you in a train full of other people. He got jumped prior. So he he is already 
He was already frail. He probably got beat up as a kid. So you have all of these things playing into a perfect storm of, I'm going to react like this. That cop that killed that brother in the street, like, he was, if you, I guarantee if you backtrack his entire life, maybe two months ago, he got in a conversation with a black dude that he's like, I'm not even going to make this into a thing. I'm not going to shoot him. I'm going to just try to talk to him. And then he got rocked. Uh-huh. Boom. Laid out cold in front of his in front of his other cop friends. The guy got taken into custody. His cops laughing at him, blah, blah, blah. He like, the next time I see a black dude, I ain't playing that again. Right? Mm, it's not a yeah. justification because people think that if you explain a situation, that means you're justified. No. Because you have to, in order to change something, you have to understand the conditions that created it. The same reason why we go, we have history class. We have to know how we got here in the first place, right? So I think, mm-hmm. I say all of that to say that when we, when I have, I don't have much of an opinion on rioting. I, I think when you slap somebody, you can't tell them how to react. So mm-hmm. I don't have much of an opinion there. When people turn the other cheek and say, you know what? I'm not going to have that hate in my heart. I'm moving on. I don't have much of an opinion there. That's how you want to react. But I think we have to, you know, if we're, if we're, if we're actually invested in solving a problem, we got to understand that majority of this stuff comes from fear or love, which is a lack of love usually. So. Mm-hmm. Woo. <laughs> and I truly, because for some reason our skin color makes people fear us. And it's, it's just so crazy because it's, they're taking away our humanity and mm-hmm. they they preach let's we don't see skin color and let's not make everything about race but it's like the way you treat me and react to me is a direct reflection of my skin color so how are you going to sit here and tell me not to worry about that um right I'm, so I'm okay so speaking of skin color mm-hmm. so um, have you guys recently seen like the video that surfaced of like Amy Cooper, the woman in Central Park, who was like confronted by like a black man about like her dog being oh, not being gosh. on the leash? So he's just minding his business. He's walking in the park, and this woman has her dog like off the leash, and like I guess there's signs saying like keep your dog's leash. So he kind of just like said, hey, like you need to put your dog on a leash. Mm-hmm. So this woman just starts like acting like fr- like frantic and like dragging her dog. She's like, I'm going to call the police and I'm going to tell them an African-American man is trying to attack me. Like, and she calls them. He's like recording the whole thing. Like, keep in mind, he's like away from her. Mm-hmm. He's, he wasn't aggressive. He was like very calm. He's like, call him, call him. But it's just like, like situations like that could easily gone wrong. Like if he hadn't have filmed it, what could have happened? Mm-hmm. You know, like it could, she calls the cops, the cops come. Like you said, people are automatically intimidated by our skin color. Like, he could have got shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Over what? And it's crazy because she she already knows how cops think about black exactly. people because she 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 made sure to mention that she was going to say it was an African American male. Exactly. So she knows. they know. People know. They know. And they then when we know. when we try to sit here and explain why this is hurtful to us it's not all cops are bad and like this and that when it's you clearly know how they feel about us like you clearly know this is a way of thinking and it harms people and 
it's only beneficial to you to to try to what am I trying to say here? To try to use that against someone instead of trying to fight for the good and get rid of the mm-hmm. problem as a whole, which is like right. white supremacy. Um, so what is like white supremacy, Adrian? Uh, white supremacy is just like a whole doctrine, like a way of life, really, because it's interjected mm-hmm. into like politics, um, our everyday life um, institutions, like the police, because like the police, you know, originally started off like to catch slaves, um, like slave catchers. Like that's where the original police came from. Like even the badges that they wear today, like the whole star, like that came from slavery. Um, mm-hmm. So white supremacy, I can hear. Uh, in academic usage, it's particularly in usage with draws on critical race theory or intersectionality. The term white supremacy can also refer to a political or socioeconomic system in which white people enjoy a structural advantage, otherwise known as privilege, over other ethnic groups on both collective and individual levels. Um, so do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I actually when you brought up the jogger, I actually laughed a little bit because there was, man, this this video was so this, kind of insignificant, I guess in the grand scheme of things, because it wasn't, um, it wasn't, didn't go crazy viral. But I don't know if you guys remember this video of this white dude getting, I think he got, uh, I don't know what he did, but he got jumped by the police. Police um, got him on the floor. It's like four deep, exactly. Like if you didn't, if you didn't see his skin color, you would have been like, "That has to be a black guy," because they only overreact to, to us, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting jumped on the floor, and he somebody's recording it, trying probably trying to help him out, right? Trying to be like, "You're getting this is injustice," right? The he he screams out, "You're treating me like a black guy!" Oh my god! Right? <laughs> Yikes. Right? Now, when I saw that video, people was outraged. I laughed uncontrollably. And the <laughs> reason I laughed, you did. it was like, you see, it don't feel that good, does it? I feel like I've seen I, that. Or this you was it years ago, and I will never for the rest of my life forget that video. I only say that to say that. Um, told me. A- What's her name? Amy? Mm-hmm. Amy Cooper. Amy Cooper. Um, who shares the last name is that black that black man, which I thought was some great irony by God. Um, I know. <laughs> she did it. The, the, the thing that made me laugh about the video was that <laughs> white people love their dogs. She was all about giving her dog nothing but freedom until she saw a black man trying to take, hey, by the way, just put the leash on because it's, it's a law. It says it right there on the ground, right there. I didn't make it up. It's right there. <gasps> she started putting this, putting this dog in a full <gasps> Nelson. Trying to, trying to, and the dog is like, <laughs> the, the crazy part is she's about to kill the damn dog. And I she's know. calling the police. Like, the, 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 the funny thing is the threat, right? I'm going to call him and say that it's an African-American, not just a regular person, an African-American. Yeah, run now, run. It looked like a Dave Chappelle stitch, um, sketch. That's why it was so funny to me. Um, and I don't think people like, well, he's a, he's a, he's a Harvard grad, well, well-spoken brother. 
um, doing something as peaceful as um, bird watching? I mean, could there be anything less um, less violent than bird watching? Right? Mm-hmm. I don't even mm-hmm. like that point. That shouldn't be a case. Me either. I don't feel matter. like it doesn't matter. I don't care like... if he was with, he had a red rag in his back pocket throwing up soup. <sighs> Woo! I don't care. It doesn't matter right. if he was polite. If he was decent in nature and he was trying to be respectful and you come and you essentially put a hit out on him you call your mob up like yo you know what up black dude bother me come take care of it mm-hmm. she deserved to get why doesn't people that false like, people that false claim why don't they get tried why why does that, that happen part, if you accuse me of rape part. and i lose my scholarship at a school and it finds out that you come and confess. Yeah, I lied because he broke up with me. Why aren't you tried? Like right. that—that's if you call the police for a wrong, for a bad reason, you should be tried. Like you tried to you you knew what you was trying to do. I'm glad she mm-hmm. lost her job. Mm-hmm. I hope they. I hope it was a termination mm-hmm. where she doesn't get a, a severance. Um, I hope uh, they took a dog away, which is that's like cursing at a white woman. Well, they didn't take it away. She like surrendered it or something. It was, yeah, it was she coming surrendered for that dog. her dog. She, 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 <laughs> but she did lose oh, her. It's gonna be tough. Oh for yeah, her she wants to, to change another one. And it's just like it's so crazy that that was in New York, right? Mm-hmm. That was in a New York park because another similar story could have gone totally left. Uh, like the Central Park Five, you know, oh, a yeah. woman calls and says like. Um, you know, five men did this and that, doesn't even know which one. They just go pick up the first five men they see. Like, it could have been a very different right. story. And it's lazy policing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, the the bar for being a police officer is very low, which is ridiculous. Even though it's a lot of work to do it, it's still too low for the responsibility. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these cops are are moving off of fear. They're not moving off of compassion because... They have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a, the police as a whole a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, olive branch here. If you see disgusting stuff all the time, if you have to deal with aggressive people 95 percent of your time, and it's that five percent that you see that's like they're actually behaving while behaving decently, but like your your brain has now been conditioned to react like this. I don't think if you put I think if you put humans um, in in situations that stimulate that part of your fight or flight for too long, just like in the army, mm-hmm. I think that that stuff is mm-hmm. going to have a negative effect, and you're going to see stuff like this. That's not to say that some of them are inherently racist, because that is absolutely true. What it is to say, mm-hmm. though, is that I've seen it, I, there was a there was a, a situation where a cop shot somebody by accident. He like he just like reacted and he was a rookie like he just started mm-hmm. and he killed the guy and it was a black dude and I felt that but I can also understand from his perspective that he's never been put in this situation before so the police failed him by putting him in that situation he's not prepared for this mm-hmm. you cannot put mm-hmm. this man in those kind of you can't give him a gun a license to mm-hmm. kill. You cannot do that. Right. Their training definitely needs to be looked at because 
someone was trying to tell me about like oh well, when you talk back to police you're basically asking to get shot and this and that and it's like you what? as a police officer need to know that this is this is what you're signing up for like a lot of your job is going to be dealing with the mentally insane people on drugs um you know you're going to deal with a lot on the job and if you're the type of person who's going to react in fear or be overwhelmed by that type of thing you might want to rethink your career choice like that is not an excuse um I feared for my life so I you know shot him um like you being given a gun you should go through crazy amounts of training on those type of situations because as a police officer you never know what you're going to get into you might have Mm -hmm. like three years of just riding around you know helping out the homeless and never Mm -hmm. like have to go in the scene of a murder or anything but once that is thrown at you you need to know how to react just because you've never dealt with it before there are procedures on how to do that like a that's like saying a nurse doesn't know oh i've never sewn up a knee before so i'm just gonna like no like you're supposed to know how to do everything you know right it's the same thing and you know like uh i've seen a lot of posts saying that like what it takes eight years to get your law degree and like eight months to become a police officer like wow they don't even know the laws properly all they know is i'm a police officer like don't talk back to me a lot of them i think that's just their whole idea yeah i'm the one to abstain the law so right so i want to go back to the comment that you said Mm -hmm. where someone had told you that by talking back to the police you're asking for Mm -hmm. it so did they explain like why they felt that way um no but you can definitely just tell that they like definitely have that like patriotic mindset you know mm-hmm. offer the police so, things like that but you just mentioned that the police only go to the academy for eight months mm-hmm. but i think that just because you're a police officer doesn't make you 100 percent right no no one's ever 100 percent. and you know so i don't so talking back i don't necessarily think think that that means that you're asking to be killed mm-hmm. everything has to be so damn black and white in this country that's what i was gonna say like sometimes there's it's not about who's right or wrong sometimes things just are but you need to figure out what to do with that information to come up with the solution like sitting here trying to point fingers about who's right and wrong is gonna get no one but there's this like assertion of dominance right as soon as Mm -hmm. i as a police officer plug myself into a scenario i am now law so if i say it Mm -hmm. it is what it is there's no debating there's nothing right and Mm -hmm. I just, I, I look at that situation. I'm like, you did not, you as a human, once you take that, that, once you take them, that uniform off, that's not you. You speaking as a representative of the NYPD, LAPD, whatever. You are a representative of the mm-hmm. department and the department needs to maintain a level of dominance over its community. When they see the badge, they see fear. They act right. You stop driving fast. You stop yelling. You on the train, you you standing mm-hmm. up, you sit down. Whatever it is, when I come on, you know what it is, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's the problem because I we man, we we <laughs> we are a we are a reactive culture. We are a reactive ass culture. Mm-hmm. Like when I when mm-hmm. I twisted my ankle, I could have just said, okay, my ankle feels better. I'm good now. 
But the, the problem was not my ankle. My, the problem was my hips, right? My hips caused the caused the uh, issue with my balance, which then caused me to, to tear my ankle. But we see the police as mm-hmm. I, as some people would just see that ankle. If we just mm-hmm. fix those on the ground people, we'll be fine. No, 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 no. You got to take a no. step back and look at how they got here because you are not born mm-hmm. like this. Right. Right. You mm-hmm. were built like this. You are a representative mm-hmm. of that community. The, the, the mayor coming up and saying, this is not what we stand for. Yes, it is. You're lying. You're, you're lying to my face. This is what you stand for. You mm-hmm. stand for absolute power. That's it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts mm-hmm. about it. So, so did you guys see um, Donald Trump's um, comments about the George Floyd? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that these were Do you tweets. believe it or do you think that it's just... He was basically just saying that um, they're going to investigate the murder of George Floyd and that, like, he's on it. You know, he actually addressed him and said his name, whereas something is, um, what was it, the Charleston? Is that oh, what yeah, it was? Charleston. Or Char- where they had, you know, and he was like, there's good people on both sides. <laughs> um Things like that. Like, you know, in this instance, he actually admitted that, okay, this isn't right. So, yeah, that's just, it was just, he made like two tweets about it. I'm sick of social media activism, man. I'm sick of it. I don't say nothing because I understand the position that social media has to play in proliferating information. I get it. I completely get it. Mm -hmm. I understand Mm -hmm. that role. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I personally get annoyed when I see celebrities this is outrageous. Da, da, da. I don't personally, if you could, if you could yeah. at the end of that outrage, say what you with your power are doing outside of social media would do. Cause I know personally, I know what I would do if I had uh la la money or fabulous or mm-hmm. LeBron, like I'm, and, and, LeBron, I won't question mm-hmm. much. And some people like to move in silence. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, then that's I wouldn't okay even too. post. Like, if I'm moving in silence, I'm moving in silence completely. Like, that's it. Yeah. But they feel because of, like, their celebrity status, PR pressure, comments saying, why won't you say something about this? They feel like they just got to post it, say, say what they say, and go back to their regular life quarantine. I personally, mm-hmm. I like the J. Cole, the Kendricks, where they're like, we ain't saying nothing about this, but we doing something about this. When, when, um, mm-hmm. oh, what's that brother's name? Um, from Baltimore. Um, Freddie, no, not Freddie. Um, was it Philando? No, Philando? it was the other one, the, the kid, the kid that, um, that he got, Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Michael. Got, Ferguson, oh, that's Ferguson. What I'm about, Ferguson. In Ferguson, Cole wasn't tweeting about it. He pulled up to Ferguson he and didn't even up. announce it. And the only reason he took one interview is because he he knew the guy that was trying to get the interview and he rocked with him. And he's like, bro, mm-hmm. the only reason I'm doing this is because I rock with you and I'm not doing it for long. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's get it done. And that's it. I like that kind of activism because that's it it. It puts an emphasis on effectiveness as opposed to just what it looked like. And we are a culture of what it looked mm-hmm. like. Right. It just, it's just what it looked right. like. And it's, 
And it's like I'm not gonna applaud him for making those tweets. It's like you should right. you should be addressing that this was wrong. Right. <laughs> um but I seen this little like infographic and it had like what is it, overt white supremacy and then covert white supremacy and like underneath it's just like basically like all the microaggressions and just like a lot of things like the little things that add up so like you were talking about like when it comes to the police like we don't need to just focus on what's going on on the ground but we need to look at like the bigger picture and it's 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 those little things that we're always talking about that people say oh you're just making a big deal that that actually result in the on the grounds the on the grounds like violence and uh instances um as you see stuff like this i know how it affects me as a black guy seeing this stuff um how does it affect you you as a black woman now sort of walking the streets you see police everywhere you see um white people minding their white mind and like what is how does how does seeing things like this, ingesting things into your brain like this, affect how you move throughout the world? Um, honestly, like it actually really breaks my heart because, I mean, those people that, it, you know, like George Floyd and all all Mike Brown or whatever, all those people that's happening to, like they they they're living their day like it's just a regular day to them and then this just happens and their life's over so this could technically happen to anybody that i know it could happen to my brother it could happen to my dad like it could happen to you so it's like to me it's like very heartbreaking it's kind of scary that um that things like this go on like a simple just simply being pulled over by the police you know it could just be a, a simple like um I'm sorry, I lost track of thought. Mm. Just them like pulling yeah. you over for, you know, something simple and it could turn into right. it could turn into somebody dying. So it is pretty scary. And um one thing that I've noticed is um I'm sure you guys all heard Rihanna's in uh LACP speech, how she was saying how even though it's not your issue, like you still should speak up on it. And I'm actually kind of happy because with this recent incident with George Floyd, I've been seeing a lot more people who are not people of color actually speaking up on the issue. And um, yeah, I mean, it kind of, I feel like her speech kind of like resonated with people a little bit. And um, some people are actually like seeing what's going on and recognizing it and um, understanding their white privilege and speaking on this topic. I'm, I'm with you. And I just, I'm not a fan of, Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I, I, I look at social media as like a, a really powerful tool and I understand its significance. But I'm, I'm here for people not from the culture speaking up about it. I just hate when people just post. It feels like boilerplate language. Like if you're an ally, copy and paste here, put this here put this picture here, put this picture here. Mm-hmm. I hate when it doesn't feel genuine. Mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. anything fake. I hate it. And it drives me crazy. And it right. actually, what it actually does is gives you a false sense of security that there are more people with you, actually with you, right? Than there mm-hmm. actually are. I don't like the false sense of security. I'm not a big fan of the one-off posts. Um, I like 
And I don't know how I, I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday and I was talking about Sean King and I was, and she was like, oh, he's kind of problematic. He had, um, there's this article about him and this article and whatever. I said, okay, cool. I said, I don't know that man personally. What I can say for a fact is that he rides with some people that I highly respect within the community that do the work. So mm-hmm. I know at the very least that the man is doing the work and he does the ugly work. This is not the cute work. He does the mm-hmm. ugly on the grounds work. And that type of effectiveness is the type of effectiveness I can get behind. When somebody is just simply posting something to their story and then the next moment they're just going about their day, it feels like it feels almost yeah. like it was a my condolences and now I'm moving on. I'm speaking about this here because this is right. a beautiful platform that allows us to actually um, discuss the topic more robustly. But I'm not going on my social media mm-hmm. to so my 400 people that look at my stuff can say, oh, he riding. I don't need y'all to think I'm riding. I don't care if you think I'm riding. Right? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like I definitely understand that perspective, but it's also... You know, some people aren't even educated in this at all. So seeing a simple picture or um, like even a caption just explaining can really, you know, put it into people's mind and like they'll become an activist themselves. So I think like I'm definitely on like both sides of the story because, you know, sometimes when you sit down and have a conversation with people, it's crazy because it's like all this information is out here. You can Google it. It's so available for you to find. But sometimes it just takes you having a conversation and explaining, like, what is really going on to someone for them to, like, get it. And I don't think that we can, um, like, we definitely need allies because, unfortunately, when we're the ones to address the issues, um, people don't listen. And that's why you see things like riots and looting happening, because, unfortunately, that seems to be the only way a lot of people even know uh, Breonna Taylor or George Floyd's name um, at all is because, oh, why are they doing this? Oh, someone died. Um, people are able to like put themselves in a whole different world and like not even have to pay attention to this stuff. Whereas for us, it's like, I, I can document like every summer where we're just, we're just, um, I don't want to say attacked, but it's just, for me, it does feel like that because I just see constant images of my brothers and sisters being slain. And it's like, mm-hmm. we already know, like, in our communities, the summers are the toughest for, like, crime rates and stuff like that. And it's just, like, on top of that, like, on top of having to know, like, a friend or a cousin getting killed, it's like, wow, I have to see this innocent Black man or Black woman get killed, like, three, four times a summer on CNN. It's just, like, another story, another story. And then you have to sit there and be like, okay, so what's being done? Like, this isn't our problem to fix because we're not the ones who created it. We're not the ones who are going around with these ideas that we deserve to be shot because we're violent or we we bring fear amongst other people. Like, that's not our problem. That's something that they put onto us. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, we we raise awareness, but it's not our problem to fix, you know? And it, it's like, it almost feels like a burden that I have to sit up here and like educate people as to why this matters or as to why this is a problem in the first place. Right. 
I agree with you, Adrian. Yeah, it's I'm like honestly tired of talking about it because it's like I know you guys know, like don't sit up here and like act clueless or why is it such a big deal? It's like I know you know. So I just feel like how many times do incidents like these have to happen mm-hmm. for people to just open their eyes and realize like this is a real think, issue? Mm-hmm. Do you think the the it's, writing I don't have a position either way, like I said, but like, do you think the writing is counterintuitive to the mm-hmm. point? I honestly, in my opinion, I'm just going to be 100% honest. I feel like it is mm-hmm. um, because I feel like, okay, so people already have an idea of how like, you know, black people are. So I feel like by us writing, we're just adding to that idea. You know, we're just giving them, like, what what they think we already are. And um, I understand that there's been, like, peaceful protests and, like, they haven't always ended peaceful or maybe they feel like they haven't helped. But, like, in my opinion, I just, I get the rioting, but, like, I saw videos of them, like, burning down Target. I'm like, what did Target do? And, like, you know, people going in there and, like, stealing comforters and, like, mirrors and stuff from Target, like... You guys are making, I saw a video, this one was like, these people are making it about them. Like, this isn't about them. This is about George Floyd. And like, you know, this riot is about him. Now these people are turning around and making it about them. Yeah. I don't- like, this isn't helpful. And I feel the complete opposite. Like, if that shit up. And I actually saw something. It's like that, that Target in particular, it's like mm-hmm. one of the headquarters of mm-hmm. like, you know, Target. And they actually, they use that target to practice, like, new security Mm -hmm. measures and things like that. So the Black community already, like, feels some type of way about that target. And that's why they chose that one specifically. But Mm -hmm. also, like, on top of the rioting or peaceful protests, I think the major issue for me, it's like, okay, so what's the actual game plan? Like, we're going to do the protests or rioting, but what are we going to actually do to, like better our position and like i just feel like uh, it's very hard for us to get on one accord about just one issue but adrian do you think that there are like other like constructive ways to like get your point across i mean i suppose but when it comes to black people it's there's no correct answer like yeah i don't think there is like a correct answer i'm just wondering yeah because i mean like i can't sit there and be like you guys are so wrong for writing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just sharing my, like, mm-hmm. opinion. Like, I feel like there's other ways. But, right. like, I mean, right. I'm not them. Like, I'm not there. So. And it's also, like, I, I feel mean, like we can repurpose that fear that they have for us. Like, actually, you know, since you're so scared of us, you should use that fear to, like, not mess with yeah. us at all. Like, I don't know. Like, we can, like, flip the narrative. I feel like if we just... We really need to understand, like, the root of the problem so that we can solve it. And, like, like Jelani was saying, we focus a lot on, like, just what's happening on the ground instead of, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the philosophy. The other, the other thing that I, I kind yeah. of, uh, I kind of look at, like, what's, again, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, um, because if you push me, I might punch you in the face or I might break your leg. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I, well, I'm I don't know which one. Exactly. For real, though. Depends on how I'm um, feeling. Right. I agree with that position of, like, they made it about themselves to some degree because he was a... But 
I think rightfully so to some degree because he was a representative of, um, he was a black representative of that community. And when I say this could have been any of us, we doing this no matter who it is, right? That's, kind, that's probably their philosophy. Mm-hmm. I also get the position of if, uh, let's say for instance, let's say for instance that 30% of the elderly get their medication from that target. Is that target the right place to, to, to do that, right? Um, but I understand also that... that Asian's like, whatever. No, I just... I'll, I'll yeah, but the, the, yeah, so like if I point. get my medication from there, if my grandmother gets the medication from there, then I'm like, shit, we, we, we kind of we killing our... We kind of killing ourselves at the same time. But I'm also of the mindset mm-hmm. of if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm locked in a house and I'm like, yo... I hate it here. Like this thing, this place is terrible. I can't, I can't deal with it. My conditions are terrible, whatever. And I burn the house down. I don't burn it to go back and live in it. I'm, I'm out. Like I'm not mm-hmm. doing, I'm not doing this. I'm out. If I'm mm-hmm. taking part in destroying this, it's to destroy and dip. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to be here to help you mm-hmm. rebuild this joint. Nah. Right. So that's why I always said that mm-hmm. if. Right. If um if if black people one black people uh you don't come together, I don't want to say that that's wrong. Black people do come together. I just don't think that we're a monolith. So we like just, you and you and Adrian disagreeing mm-hmm. right now on 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 the position of rioting. Like we don't all obviously we all don't think the same. So we're not going to get together on every issue. Um, I just don't think that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what the end game is. I think rioting is an emotional decision. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. issue can't be tackled with emotion. This issue can be motivated by emotion, mm-hmm. but it can't be tackled by emotion. Mm. Yeah. Um, to address, like, you know how you say, how you were saying, like, what if, I don't know, my grandmother yeah. is getting all her medications from Target or something. Another point that I think is, like, a really good one is that, you know, they're attacking, like, large corporations that already screw them over in the first place. Like, a lot of Targets hire black and brown people and pay them nothing. Meanwhile, they're making, like, so much money. Um, and that goes to show another reason is why we need to build up our own communities. Um, a lot of people are pointing out how like they weren't they weren't looting the mom and pop shops like they weren't ruining the local businesses because they understand the value in that. It was like the corporations. And, you know, some people might say that doesn't make a difference. Uh, that doesn't really matter that it was a large corporation. What matters is the fact that, you know, they're seeing black people being violent, which is already putting, right. you know, reinforcing that stereotype that they have. Um but I do think it's another reason why we need to build up our own communities because I hundred <sighs> percent like, agree with that. I feel like that's a whole other topic, a whole other issue. That is a whole other. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. But I I hundred percent agree with mm-hmm. that because if we're able to build our own communities, like we have a say, mm-hmm. we definitely have a say, and I think it definitely would help with like. I mean, here in New York, there's a lot of gentrification. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are being, like, pushed out of their, like, homes that they've been living in for a while. Mm-hmm. But if we, you know, own our own communities, then we can make a change. <laughs> but that's a whole other topic, yeah. so I'm going to stop there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
10 to that one for real, man. That's that topic, man. Right, like, <laughs> look out for part three for us. <laughs> this is going to be like a whole series for us by a series. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that just got me riled up. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, yeah man, this else? is this is just a crazy time because it's just so disheartening when your grandparents tell you stories about their injustices and then living through the civil rights movement and like hearing your parents' experiences and then you have to sit here and think about your experiences and it's like okay, yeah. yes, um, things have gotten better, but have they really? Yeah. I mean, history is kind of repeating itself. It, it, yeah. And like a lot of people say, like, you can't sit here and say that the system failed us because the system was designed never. to yeah. fail us. It was never meant to oh. uplift us in the first place. I can inject a little bit of positivity. <laughs> Please. Please. Yeah, I, need, I need that. Um, I need that in my life right now. I was now. just thinking about, like, if my son heard this or something, right? Like, what would I tell myself? Um, mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd say that you can't, it's going to take a while for you to change something that's been um, systemically like this for uh, hundreds of years. Like, it's going to take a while for you to, for, for the, it's, it's slowly changing. I think we're, I think sometimes we're impatient with the change because sometimes a, 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 um, a bookmarked incident will happen and it's like, nothing has changed. It's like, nah. We can take this isolated incident and say, oh, these isolated incidents and say, yes, they are. Mm-hmm. It shows how much we have to go, but we have to we, we can't not acknowledge how far we've come. Um, and I think the other thing is, mm-hmm. and I say this to my mentees, I say this to other black people as a whole. We cannot ask other people to respect us until we holistically and from a majority perspective respect ourselves. We have to love and Mm -hmm. respect ourselves. And that comes in different ways. That comes with respecting respecting ourselves spiritually, accepting everyone, no matter where their spiritual background, whatever their spiritual background, Um, respecting people physically. I don't care what you look like, you are of us you are one of us and then respecting Mm -hmm. people mentally Mm -hmm. you may not be as further along in your career or you may not be as well read or whatever but that doesn't matter it doesn't diminish your humanity because i love you regardless Mm -hmm. and the other one which i think is so important and you kind of touched on it rico is financially because You can't, you can't, we can't, we can't demand respect without power and power comes from being able, it comes from your buying power. So when I look into real estate, into buying property, I'm not going to any neighborhood that's not black. I'm going to black neighborhoods. I'm trying to buy the block back because ain't nobody Mm -hmm. coming here and trying to Mm -hmm. uh, take over this neighborhood as long as I'm here purchasing property, it's not going to happen like that. Um, and mm-hmm. that goes the same for black businesses. I'm not going. Um, this is no disrespect to my Asian community. I love you all. 
but I have not seen a golden cross in Chinatown. So I don't expect to see mm. four Chinese restaurants in a two block radius in my neighborhood. Mm-mm. If there's one black restaurant and I do it right now, Fisherman Cove, I love you. I eat from there every time, every single time. I don't, I don't. He really does. I, I, <laughs> he really I, does. I, I, I am Girl, starving before I don't support a black owned company. My vegan restaurant. <laughs> Natural blend. Mm-hmm. I go there. Like those are the only places mm-hmm. I'm supporting because I know that if I do that long enough, I hope it has a trickle down effect. And guess what? Positive note. Mm-hmm. Once again, I want to make it clear: no disrespect to the Asian community. There's no Golden Cross in Chinatown. <laughs> um, next door was a um, a Chinese food spot. Right? They historically. And I'm not sure about all Chinese food spots. We're just talking about this one. Um, they sold the um, fried chicken and, and uh, the fry, French fries and stuff like that, cooked it in old oil, right? Oil, from what I know, I ain't a chef, but from what I read, you're only supposed to use the oil three, maybe four times. That's just times. But they're reusing that old oil. That oil mm-hmm. looks thick. You know when oil looks really thick from... From all the debris that it's been pulling from other food. And black. It's like black. You can't see it. And it's like right? black. They've been using old oil. Mm-hmm. I noticed that when I went there. So that I ordered I never ordered anything fried, but that mm-hmm. I haven't um, gone there in years. Mm. Last week I drove by on this glorious day. It was beautiful. The sun was shining. God was kissing me. There were the, the Chinese food sign was coming down. And then Jamaican food sign was going up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, that's yes. what I'm talking about. Have <laughs> our own community. Period. Because that is how you mm-hmm. eventually build enough wealth and enough power within a community. Then you organize that, that buying power. Then you all of a sudden, these Democratic nominees and these, these representatives that want to represent our interests. They now have to pay attention. They're going to pay if attention. You want the black vote in whatever neighborhood you are in. You are going to have to come through here, and now you have to you have to listen to our demands. That's how you. That's how you. That's how you build power. Mm-hmm. So, all my black people, please love yourself, respect yourself, and support each other. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we got a word in on this fine Friday afternoon. Oh, yeah, what day is it? 2020. It's, it's 2020. Still getting back it's to 2020. Today is 2020, man. That's all that matters. Right. That's, today is only 2020. Man, oh man. I can't, you know, I really hope that, you know, our future Black people will get to see that day because, you know, realistically, we've only... In the timeline of Black history, you know, we've been oppressed way longer than we've been free. And I put free in quotations because I feel like we're very privileged, but there's still people in the deep South going through things that I can't even imagine because that's not my world. Like, that's not my reality. And until I do see videos um, that pop up on social media and things, like, I may never know what goes on. You know, not everyone even has the technology to spread their truth, but... I'm glad, you know, that we do have social media because not even just social media, but we have the internet now. Like 
we were able to look at our history. And before I feel like that was only something given to, I don't know, Black people who might have gone to college or just gone in any higher education because like, for instance, my great grandmother stopped school like eighth grade. So I don't even think she understands uh, she would understand the effects that slavery really had on our community and things like that. But now we have that information like right at our fingertips and we were able to go back and look at that so that we can see, okay, look at how that still affects our community and how we're going to move on and what to do. Um, so, you know, I'm really just, I'm actually really hopeful for the next generations to come. Cause I feel like, you know, we're, we're slowly getting in there. We're bringing up all these conversations. We're getting more people on board, but it, I mean, realistically, it's going to take more time. It took 400 years to get here. So it's going to take more than that to get out of it. So, you know, although this is, you know, it's still hurtful for us. I do still have hope. Like, I'm not just looking at this yeah. in a depressive state. I'm not. And I, I definitely, hope you guys aren't either. Like, take, I definitely take it see, like, the as light as you growth, can. Like a conversation Adrian and I were having, I think, a few days ago or whatever, we were talking about how we're starting to see more people of color in like positions that we never saw before so now we see like we are talking about black women in tech Mm -hmm. like black women that are ceos like black men that are ceos like people in like higher up positions like owning businesses Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs they were saying like the generation that's coming up like they they get to see that we've had a black president they have like a black superman a black um disney princess like we're starting to see like more of ourselves in spaces Mm -hmm. that like we've never seen before you know so i mean that definitely goes Mm -hmm. to show that we are like you know moving forward we may have these little incidents that like Mm -hmm. make us feel like we're getting pushed back but there is like there is like definite like progression yeah, don't let that discourage you. Just don't sit there and be like, well, you know, I'm doing all I can and this is still going on. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, no, we got to keep we got to keep pushing. We are we owe it to our ancestors. Yeah. Like they did not finish the job. We got to mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. But <laughs> shout out to being black. I uh, still yeah. feel very blessed I know, that I'm in this position. I wouldn't want to do anything else. Nope. No. And then look just look at us through like we got three different shades three different mindsets like it's beautiful for us by us (laughs) come on Rico you gotta (laughs) (laughs) any last words I think that's it for me what about you Jelani I'm good I had a question for you but I actually forgot what it was I think (laughs) you may have answered it but it's okay Okay. It's okay. Reconnect online. You got offline. You can ask me after. I know. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for taking the time, Delaney, yeah. to record this episode with us. And yes, as always, we appreciate you, you as always. You. Yep, you bring very great conversation. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> you will hear from us next week. Bye. Be blessed. Bye.